0: Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, Netanyahu prepares to forge ahead with judicial reform despite intense opposition. Plus, is a new nuclear deal between the U.S. and Iran on the horizon? Why experts are warning Washington to get tough before it's too late? And Rabbi D. shares how his family is rebuilding after terrorists murdered his wife and two daughters. And in the Negev, ambitious plans for a high-tech corridor promise to transform the region. ALL THIS AND MORE ON THIS EDITION OF JERUSALEM DATELINE. HELLO AND WELCOME TO JERUSALEM DATELINE. I'M JULIE Stahl. SIX MONTHS INTO THE BATTLE OVER JUDICIAL REFORM IN ISRAEL, PRIME MINISTER BENJAMIN NETANYAHU PLANS TO PRESS AHEAD DESPITE GROWING PROTESTS. TAKE A LOOK. Prime Minister Netanyahu says a large majority of the public understands the need for reforms. At the weekly cabinet meeting, he told government leaders they would begin this week to take practical steps in making those changes.
1: We'll do them in a measured way, responsibly, but in accordance with the mandate we received to make corrections to the justice system.
0: The announcement follows a decision by opposition leaders to suspend talks on judicial reforms happening at the president's residence for 30 days. Opposition leader Yair Lapid says they will continue to fight the legal overhaul and stop it.
2: Netanyahu's announcement that he intends to
1: advance the coup unilaterally will critically harm the economy, will endanger security and tear the Israeli people to shreds.
0: Leaders of those protesting the reforms in Tel Aviv warn they will also ramp up their activities.
3: They are able to pass these laws whenever they want to. They have the majority in the parliament. And we are here to make sure those laws remain in the trash bin of history.
0: And that's a problem, according to Alex Trayman of the Jewish News Syndicate. Trayman says the first two reforms Netanyahu wants to make are not so dramatic.
1: Right now, the Supreme Court can, can overturn a law on the basis of what it calls reasonableness. So the Knesset wants to legislate to limit that ability. And also they want to change the legal status of the opinions issued by the legal advisors in various ministries. Right now, the court rules those legal opinions to be legally binding on the government.
0: And while the coalition has the votes to advance legislation to limit the Supreme Court, the court still has the power to overturn legislation.
1: And you have a government which is exclusively right-wing. The right-wing wants to advance laws that will change the nature of the country along the lines of its political policies. And an activist left-leaning Supreme Court is actually there to overturn the policies of the right-wing.
0: TRAYMAN SAYS JUDICIAL REFORM ISN'T NETANYAHU'S TOP PRIORITY.
1: IT TAKES A distant FORTH, I WOULD SAY, TO THE ISSUE OF A NUCLEAR IRAN, TO THE ISSUE OF EXPANDING THE CIRCLE OF PEACE WITH the ABRAHAM ACCORDS, AND PARTICULARLY WITH COUNTRIES LIKE SAUDI ARABIA, AND CURBING THE uh, RAPIDLY INCREASING COST OF LIVING HERE IN ISRAEL.
0: TRAYMAN BELIEVES NETANYAHU WILL BE CAUTIOUS ABOUT THE REFORMS, BUT IN ISRAEL, IT'S HARD TO PREDICT THE FUTURE.
1: We've been in a political circus here for for a period of several years with the consecutive elections and now the judicial reform protests.
0: The Biden administration is reportedly pursuing a new informal deal with Iran to prevent a nuclear crisis. But experts warn the U.S. risks losing standing in the Middle East unless it gets tough against the Islamic regime. Since Ayatollah Khomeini came to power in Iran during the 1979 Islamic Revolution, Tehran has had one goal.
3: What's driving them is the fundamentalist creed and willingness to restore Ali or the true heir of Muhammad as they see him or the uh, the founding father of Shiite Islam into the dominant force in the Middle East. So from day one, from square one, they said we want to take over the Middle East and export the revolution. Or Issachar
0: of the Israel Defense and Security Forum says Iran is taking a multi dimensional approach to close in on the Middle East.
3: They are driving sort of a pincer movement where you got both the G to G level, government to government, between the Iranian regime and um, the Jordan, Egypt, and now the Saudis. Then there's the regime's proxy network. That is to say, the Hamas. Hezbollah, all of these are re-legitimized around the Middle East.
0: Yissakar says the positive wave from the Abraham Accords that Israel's been riding has crested and momentum is shifting back.
3: You have the leader of Iran saying the balance of power around the world has changed and now everybody's coming to us. Why does that happen? Because of a vacuum and lack of American leadership.
0: And that vacuum could include the Saudis, Jordanians and Egyptians, because while those countries share no love for Iran, they could be at risk without American
3: guarantees. Israel is looking at the Middle East balance of power is concerned because we're counting on an Israeli-Arab-American partnership, sort of a NATO of the Middle East, against Iran. We actually are worried that the sort of temptation to secure one's future sort of insurance policy vis-a-vis Tehran will drive the Arabs back to Iran while we want them on our side and on the U.S. side.
0: Yissakar says Israel does not see those in the Middle East going in the right direction.
3: Israel is looking at it, it's super worried. I think what's interesting for the U.S. to know is that U.S. interests in the Middle East are in great peril.
0: And while the Biden administration verbally supports the Abraham Accords, actions speak louder than words, especially in the Middle East.
3: What we need is a clear American, credible military threat. Against Iran, we need strong investments in the region. We need military guarantees.
0: That's the kind of strength the Middle East saw under President Trump.
3: you got a president who visits Riyadh and then Israel and then sort of hails and sort of summons the entire Arab world and Israel together behind him. He
0: says Israel feels a disinterest from Washington that needs to change.
3: While Israel and Washington are the real answer, are the sort of insurance policy for the future, at the end of the day, the Arab world, they care about their own survival. These leaders want to survive, and they want to preserve their own national interests first. They need sort of the, the, the stable wall to lean on.
0: Israel ramped up its military operations against Iranian-backed terror groups in the West Bank, using an attack helicopter to target a terrorist, which hasn't happened there for 20 years. That followed a deadly terror attack in a restaurant and gas station that left four Israelis dead in biblical Judea and Samaria. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu gave a firm response after the killings.
1: I want to tell all those who seek to harm us, all options are open. We'll continue to fight terror with all our might and we will win.
0: Coming up, a horrific terror attack shocked the nation and tore his family apart. Hear from Rabbi Leo D when we come back.
4: Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all of the nations and given us
5: his Torah. From CBN Films. The Bible is a book that has transformed the world. If you believe in the providence of God, you believe that God
6: guided those who collected the oral and written traditions.
5: If you can't rely on its history, how can you rely on its theology? What is it? I don't know. I thought you could tell me whether or not that genuine. It has been criticized. It has been banned. It has been burned. Its followers have been burned and killed. It mattered to them to get it right. From the makers of In Our Hands,
4: Oracles of God, the story of the Old Testament. Available on instant 4K streaming access and DVD today for a gift of any dollar amount. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day, delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. A new wave of anti-Semitism is sweeping the globe, and the Jewish state faces hostility at every turn. Now is the time for Christians to support Israel. In CBN's free booklet, Why Christians Stand with Israel, you'll discover why Christians support the Jewish state and why we must stand together with the Jewish people. Get your free copy today. Call now or go to CBN.com slash standwithisrael.
0: This past April, the D family from Efrat suffered unimaginable loss when terrorists killed Lucy D and her daughters, Maya and Karine. Rabbi Leo D amazed the world with his grace as he donated his wife's organs to four patients in need and spoke words of healing.
2: If we differentiate between good and evil, then we can all help make this world a better place. Do it for your soul. Do it for the souls of Maya, Rina, and Lucy D. Do it for all of humanity. And do it now. It has never been more urgent.
0: We had the privilege of speaking with Rabbi D. recently to hear how he and his three remaining children are doing as they walk through the process of rebuilding their lives. Here's part one of Chris Mitchell's interview.
6: Rabbi D., it's a pleasure to be with you, an honor to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, our condolences for for your loss. Uh, Tell us how you and your family are doing right now. Um, Up and down. So, uh...
2: That's to be expected and uh, moments of tearfulness and uh, strangely,
6: moments of joy. A lot of people were so impressed here in Israel and around the world at your grace uh, during your incredible loss. Where did that come from?
2: It comes from studying uh, emunah, which is faith, uh, Mm -hmm. for for many years and actually teaching about it on occasion as well as a rabbi Um, and uh, understanding that uh, we have to look at the good and not at the bad. And if you look at uh, the good, it's, it's infinite. Uh, and if you look at the bad, it's, it's limited. Uh, in, in our case, it was very great, but um, it is limited.
6: Mm. And what was the reaction after the loss of Lucy and Rena and Maya? Uh, absolutely incredible, Chris. Uh, the
2: whole community gathered around us. Uh, we had 10,000 people or more uh, coming to the shiva, which is the week of mourning. Um, and on the way to the funeral, the streets were lined with people, there must have been thousands of people came out with Israeli flags to greet
6: us and to, uh, to show support. Mm. And what was your message to, you mentioned this before in one of your interviews, uh, to U.S. rabbis? So I had uh, the pleasure
2: of uh, two great U.S. rabbis, Ephraim, Rabbi from Goldberg, Rabbi Shai Shechter, coming from mm-hmm. Florida and from New Jersey. And um, I said to them, you know, when are you going to come to Israel to live in Israel and bring your communities because, uh, you know, the ingathering of the exiles is uh, something that uh, has been written about in the prophets, something that we pray for three times a day. And uh, they're not coming, uh, particularly from America. So I know that these rabbis feel their role is to be in America as long as there's a community there. But I said, if your community is waiting for you and you're waiting for your community, I said, it's never going to happen. So, you know, you better come here. And Rabbi Riskin, when he came to Frat uh, from Lincoln Square Synagogue in 1982, um, he came with eight families, and now Frat is over 15,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I said to them, you know, if you come, if you could bring eight families, and these rabbis could bring 50 families, um, you could have a community of you know 20,000 within 10 years.
6: Yeah. Why did you and Lucy
2: make the decision to bring your family here? We came here originally when I came to study uh, rabbinics under Rabbi Rizkin Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we spent four years here and then we went back to England for six years. The plan was to go back for good, but Lucy woke up one morning um, a year after we'd go back to England and said, we have to buy a house in uh, Afrat, we have to sell a house in England. We've got to bring up kids here because it's the only place to bring up Jewish kids is in Israel mm-hmm. and uh, she was right. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's a place where the kids are brought up by the community not just by you. Wonderful, wonderful families here and they make a very good impression on the kids and, uh, and they have tremendous values. What was your experience like
6: living here in the front? or What has been your experience?
2: Um, it, it's a beautiful place to be, wonderful neighbors and um, you know, the kids particularly. Uh, it's kid's town because most families have five kids or so. Um, and the age of the kids is pretty much the same in each neighborhood. And they're literally in and out of the house with their friends the whole time and they're out in the evenings till late. And we don't worry about them because it's a, it's a sort of gated community. Mm-hmm. So it's perfectly
6: safe. Yeah. That's probably not the perception many people have about a quote unquote settlement.
2: No, well, the, the, the impressions are, are, are completely uh, wrong when it comes to settlements, uh, as uh, you know, we, we actually share our local Walmart, uh, which is called Rami Levy, with the local Palestinian uh, towns uh, and Bethlehem. So it's area C, and I buy my tomatoes next to a Palestinian woman in full Palestinian dress. Mm-hmm. And uh, the workers are a mixture of Jews and Arabs who work together. And um, that's our reality.
6: Mm-hmm. And how did your Palestinian neighbors react
2: to your to your loss? I, I actually received the most emotional WhatsApp messages uh, from my Palestinian friends in tears. I think they felt twice uh, as bad as, as my Jewish friends, because not only did they felt my pain, but they had their own pain that it was caused by a Palestinian. Um, and that was a tremendous pain for them as well. I had them coming into the house here during the shiva, during the seven days of mourning, um, secretly through the back door. Um, coming and visiting me in the back room because they didn't want to be seen by uh, anyone captured on camera.
0: Up next, more from our interview with Rabbi D. How his family is surviving the unthinkable.
4: 2023 marks Israel's 75th anniversary. Wanting only a homeland of their own, the Jewish nation has survived war.
5: I was so scared.
4: Terrorism.
5: And so my husband covered in blood.
4: And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. You can stand with the nation of Israel and support their basic right to exist through CPN Israel. Your donation makes it possible to give humanitarian aid to Israelis in crisis while simultaneously reaching millions worldwide with breaking news and award-winning films that tell the true story of the Jewish people. Will you stand with Israel during their 75th anniversary? Call one 800 265 996 Go to CBN.com slash support Israel or text CBN Israel to 91999. Hey, I- Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today.
0: We continue now with the second part of our interview with Rabbi D.
6: Can you explain that dynamic? Because a lot of people may not understand that Palestinians may, on a personal level, want to reach out, but because of the situation, it's very dangerous for them.
2: So the... um situation in the Middle East is, is uh, different to how people perceive it, but uh, as you know, Chris, there's only one country that's actually uh, democratic and free in, in the Middle East. That's That little green dot, that's Israel. Um, the red, the red uh, countries here have no human rights. These uh, data is from Freedom House, which is the international standard for measuring human rights. So the only uh, free country is Israel. If you blow it up, you can see the Palestinian Authority is red. And Gaza is red, so there's really uh, Lebanon is partially free, so it's yellow, um, and the rest of the 200 million uh, Arabs in the region live in fascist regimes where they have no freedom of expression, no freedom of religion, uh, and no freedom uh, to vote for their governments. Um, so the reality is very different to how people perceive it. The Palestinians are being oppressed by their leadership, by Hamas and Fatah. They would do anything to be under Israeli leadership, but uh, you know because of the Oslo Accords. Um, the two have been separated up to now, and um, that's really caused tremendous tension in uh, the Palestinian mm-hmm. society.
6: Yeah. You were talking about this with uh, a CNN three times, apparently, and one interview with Christian Amanpour described the situation as a shootout between the Palestinian terrorists and your wife and two daughters. How
2: did you react to that? So, of course, we, we were tr- tremendously upset, um, I and the kids, uh, to be accused uh, of a uh, family being terrorists. Um, and um, then we had uh, two other interactions, as you say, with uh, CNN, both of which made me feel like I was the terrorist and the terrorist somehow was the victim. Um, and I think this is an endemic in the CNN reporting. And so we are uh, uh, planning to uh, uh, take them to court. And uh, the planning for that is, is currently underway.
1: Mm.
6: And how did your life change after this in terms of you know, being a public spokesman? My life's
2: changed uh, 180 degrees from being a, a maths teacher and very sort of quiet and uh, uh, under the radar uh, about three months ago. And uh, now I'm frequently being interviewed and uh, I have a number of different projects I'm working on. Um, yeah, I, w- I still would never choose to be in this position.
6: Yeah. Talk about the, um, what happened right after the, the loss of your
2: wife, Lucy. A couple of interesting things happened. Uh, first of all, we, we were invited to Bellaton Hospital to visit, to visit three of the recipients. The lady who received Lucy's heart, uh, Littal, um was sitting on, on the chair. And my daughter, Karen, uh, was listening to a heart through a stethoscope. And that photograph went viral across the world. Apparently, it's only in Israel. Uh, or pretty much only in Israel, where they introduced the uh, recipient, to the donors. Um, and therefore, although in Israel it's is quite common for,
6: for this type of uh, thing to happen. A remarkable story. Uh, a lot of Christians have seen your story, read your story, mourned with you. Uh, how can people be praying? How can Christians be praying for you and your family? Um, I think they could be praying
2: for Shalom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would appreciate the uh, in, internal shalom uh, for us and, and for the family, uh, the ability to be able to deal with our conflicting emotions, um, and also for world shalom as
6: well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would be your message to Israelis, to people around the world? So this
2: year, Israel celebrated its seventy-fifth uh, anniversary, and I think seventy-five is a very significant number for Israel. Because 25 is one generation, 25 years, and 75 is three generations. And in Jewish uh, law, when something happens three times, it's as if it happened forever. And so Israel is now here 75 years. Three generations, we're actually here forever. Um, There's no doubt now that Israel is stable and it's going to last for the next... thousand years uh, without any problem whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The moment that Israel gets to 75, uh, we break out the box and we become more of a light into the nations. And I think that's uh, the time we're we're in now. And a fulfillment of what the prophet said thousands of years ago? Uh, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, we see them one by one coming true. The in gathering of the exiles.
6: Right. Rabbi Agdi, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much.
0: Still ahead, plans to build Israel's own Silicon Valley in the Negev Desert. Why the creators say it's a fulfillment of prophecy.
3: For our trip to Epic Heights, because there are so many roller coasters and rides, and my goal is to ride
7: every one of them. But first, I have been instructed to complete a list of tasks by Professor Quantum. Check.
6: Discover the rewards of self control with Gizmo and friends through fun filled activities and exciting games.
4: It's always better to take
6: care
7: of what needs to be done than play. right?
6: Join the CBN Animation Club and get Gizmo's ups and downs of self-control, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. This special program features ways of learning about self-control through arts and crafts.
1: Let's get started, guys.
6: Bible drills.
5: And go! It's right here. And
6: much more.
5: One ticket, please. That'll be
6: thirty-five credits. Oh no, am I out of credits? Gizmo's ups and downs of self-control. Yours when you join the CPN Animation Club.
2: Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years,
7: and to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more.
2: This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits, and a
1: culture of hope. If anything's possible. It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better.
5: It's higher learning.
7: It's greater knowing.
5: It's what makes us whole.
7: It's what makes us regent. Experience God on a new level. Empowering the believer is what this podcast is really all about. Discover insights into scriptures. Be encouraged by inspired teaching.
6: Everyone listening.
7: Everyone. You can be a chosen person. The Lesson with Gordon and Ashley. What did Jesus get?
5: Everything that the Father has.
7: Yes. Learn more about what God has for you. The Lesson on CBNFamily.com and YouTube. In the heart of an Israeli
0: desert, a new project is on the drawing board to help make the desert bloom. As Chris Mitchell reports, planners believe it could be a part of fulfilling prophecy
7: and they will come to Israel and be birthed and and grow out of Israel, and the nations will be blessed by this one place.
6: That blessing is the goal of the Negev High Tech Project, an ambitious plan to create an Israeli Silicon Valley in the city of Arad.
7: Israel is known as a startup nation, and I believe there's yet to come some world-changing startups from this place in the area of food and agriculture, water, technologies, communications, national security things, things that are being developed now that we already are aware of in all of these areas.
6: Arad is on the edge of the Negev Desert, about a two hour drive south of Jerusalem. CBN News joined three men there who are part of the project. This now undeveloped land is the site of the project. Former Knesset member Robert Illatov, an immigrant from the former Soviet Union, leads the effort.
5: It will be uh, the anchor of this uh, city, uh, educational anchor, uh, research anchor, and of course economic anchor, industrial center for startup companies.
6: Elatov says this new movement needs a fresh wind of support.
5: It's important for many people out of Israel to support Israel, to support the new Zionism, uh, the settlement of the Jewish in this land, to establish and to promote technologies and uh, academy and uh, research and many other fields.
6: The project would transform this city of 30,000 and Ilotov believes it will become a magnet for young Jews to immigrate to Israel.
5: But if you can bring them something interesting, something challenging, They will come, not for money. They want the challenge. People want to do new things. They want to do smart things. Jews will come to this place if we will do some interesting place for them. And of course, we will do it with God's help.
6: The organizers of the Negev High Tech Project see it as part of the prophetic restoration of the land of Israel described by the prophet
7: Ezekiel. I believe this is a prophetic fulfillment of Ezekiel 36. God does these things by the power of his own name and who he is. And his word prophesied this would happen. And so God uses people and I believe that God chose certain people to come here to initiate this project.
6: Ezekiel 36 says in part, the desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden, and the wasted, desolate, and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited.
7: This is a
2: historically strategic, prophetically strategic moment, and I believe Arad plays a major role in that.
6: Pastor Randy Burke's New Life Church in Venice, Florida supports the project.
2: To be here now, in Arad, witnessing fulfillment, prophetic word from Old Testament and New Testament and to have
7: the privilege, the honor, to sow into that, uh, not just with finance, but with heart. That's, that's the world to me right now, because I want to be where God's doing his big thing to honor his word and honor his people.
6: The project is bringing Jews and Christians together.
7: Now is a time where we stand with our brothers. Uh, we, we serve the same God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we we stand against any delegitimization against the state of Israel. We stand against BDS. We stand against anti-Semitism. And we thank the Lord for our Jewish brothers who gave us the word of God. And so we're here to gather with them and see the land prosper and grow. Ezekiel 36 gives us a very clear picture of what's happening. Chris
6: Mitchell, CBN News, Arad in the Negev Desert.
0: Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on social media, and you can also access CBN content through our CBN apps and email blasts. And remember, the God who's watching over Israel and you and me neither slumbers nor sleeps. I'm Julie Stahl. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.